Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle. I work with Brad Quima, Quima, Quima Barlake. We are seeing some mixed trade in both grain and livestock futures this morning. Brad, let's start off with cattle as we normally do. And cattle have been holding uh, together, pushing to the plus side here for most, for the most part. Um, you know, you and I have talked about the weather that we have seen and the fact that this market feels like it really needs to put more weather premium in, right? Couldn't agree more, Michelle. Thanks for having me on again. Um, and I would be on your page for sure. Um, and even without weather like we've had, which has been brutal, uh, northeast Nebraska up into southeast South Dakota, northwest Iowa, um, you would typically, you know, all you got to do is pull out your basis book and you'd say, well, where are Feb cattle usually compared to cash first part of January? Well, we're usually about three over. And instead we're, I got 175 last week, so we're three under. Um, and and I don't know, a couple of things. Now, weather premium, I think, is missing. And I, I don't know that I've got a great reason why. Uh, there's plenty of days where I don't understand what the market does. Um, uh, but I do think that the market's personality changed when the pit closed. And I know that's a long time ago and I sound like an old guy, but it did. Um, and you transitioned from, you know, some of those old names, those big fundamental traders, you know, who would dare to stand in front of a discounted market like this and maybe even suggest that, okay, go ahead, deliver me the cattle then, uh, to now a completely, uh, a contract that favors the short uh, and, uh, and uh, participants here that are largely these funds, algorithms, different things like uh, entities like that, that frankly don't know the difference between a steer and a heifer and don't want to know um, the fundamental implications of this kind of weather, for instance. So I would like to think that once in a while it pays to have dirt on your boots and maybe we'll find out that fib cattle are a little undervalued. That certainly would be my opinion, Michelle. Yeah. I would agree with you. The weights, how much were they compromised with the weather this last week? What are we seeing for performance losses? I've been asking my producers that question and uh, uh, subjective, of course. It depends on how big the cattle were. The bigger they are, the worse they were hurt. Uh, it depends a bit on the facility, you know. Um, obviously, the better the facility, the, the probably the cattle were able to handle it more. But I'll just throw this out there. I'd say... Cattle that are near finish weight, say they weigh 1,400, 1,500 pounds, and they're outside, even in a good outside facility, I would guess that they probably weighed up, lost upwards to 75 and maybe in some cases 100 pounds, okay? And they won't get it back at all, hardly. I mean, we'll sit there and fiddle around, try to decide, should we try to get, you know, feed them for another month, and they'll probably still weigh the same thing that they do today. In my opinion, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just a guy that feeds them, okay? So, um which leads us to how's that how's that feedlot manager how's that owner of the cattle how's he going to respond this week you know is he going to be bloody sick of it and say i just want these cattle dead i don't care what i get for them maybe uh, i'm a little worried that that might be part of the influence on cash this week or is this guy going to say you know what i only got one set of yearlings and these cattle backed up and i ain't selling them for I'm not taking less than last week. We'll see once. It feels to me like the Packers are a hair closer to the knife. That might help us. Um, I, I think, you know, look where the beef's gone in the last two weeks. Uh, oh, yeah. Packer uh, 12 bucks. Absolutely. Packer margin's pretty good. You know, maybe we could get them to come our way with a little bit of leverage. We'll see. Yeah. But cash trade in the South last week certainly was disappointing, wasn't it? <laughs> no kidding. Um, limped in there like a really disappointing. 172. Um, now I'm going to be glass half full guy. 
when the north is premium the south that's characteristic of a better market okay uh when you're current in the north usually the north will lead you out of there the 20 25 of cattle that the north has is still the difference maker in overall supply in my view so i'm encouraged by the fact that the north is premium i think we should be um know based on the kind and because of the influence of the weather uh let's hope that the south stabilizes here a little bit i i, I would like to think that maybe that we're through a few more uh, we might have a more competitive market down there as we might be working through some more of those captive cattle that they had the first two weeks of january yeah let's talk technically though we keep butting our head up on the february contract into that 50-day moving average right yeah um, and we need something to um you know, lure these uh, funds to come back to the long side. Uh, 14,000 position on the funds. Very, very, very small. Now, good and bad, right? Uh, funds selling, but now they're down to where they barely, barely have a position. So they should have a lot of dry powder, a lot of bullets here. If the market does start to break out, for instance, um, you know, basically we, we got to get through the highs of the day. We rally 50, 75 cents from where the market is right now. Both Feb and April cattle are going to look better on a chart now. I don't know if that'll attract a lot of fun buying. I'm told that that might take even more than this. Um, uh, but first things first, let's get above that 50 day, which, <clears throat> excuse me, on Fib Cattle is 172.55 today, by the way. So we're not that far away from it. That was the high of the day today. Yeah. And how hard is it going to be, though, going into a cattle on feed report to get that done? Well, now, the cattle on feed which I would expect is going to show less placements. That's, I think, where the market will be geared toward to watch that number. <clears throat> and and I suppose we're, you know, we'll have to be reminded again that we've got a few more cattle around on feed because I think we're feeding lighter cattle so they stay on feed longer. Uh, I, my hope is that we get through that report without much damage and then we can start to look forward to the next report, which I think is going to be very interesting. And that's the cattle inventory report the last day of the month. Um, no. I guess we'll be at NCBA uh, convention when that comes out, but that should be interesting wow. because <clears throat> in my view, we've pulled ahead feeder cattle placements. Uh, that report should show uh, that we've got very few cattle outside of feed yards available to be placed. I would guess it'd be an all-time record low, but so we shall see. Uh, once again, long-term, some optimism, uh, reason to be in the short term. It feels like we maybe have to chop wood a little bit yet. Okay. What about the hog market? We talked about weather and really um, slaughter revised down to 2.174 million last week. So we're backing up hogs here. Yeah. The weather <clears throat> where I think it's supportive to cattle isn't on the hogs. Uh, remember, of course, that hogs are inside anymore, right? Uh, affected some by the weather, but not nearly the impact that it does on the, on cattle outside. So when you lose slaughter like that in a, in a market that already weren't very current at all, weights uh, way over a year ago, uh, difficult to get cattle slaughtered, or excuse me, difficult to getting hogs scheduled for slaughter. Uh, and now it just got worse because we got them backed up a little bit more because of the weather. We couldn't get them uh, to the plants. So we we got hammered here in the market. And now we finally had a big correction. I would say to give you some perspective, we almost got back to a 50 percent retracement. I'm looking at Feb Hawks of the high that we made last summer and the low that we made two weeks ago. Um, that's a spot where the market often will come back to. And then, OK, now show me a reason why we should get any better than this. I would be very concerned that between the weights and the overall supply, the, that the next move would be back down towards those lows. Okay. I was going to ask you about the correction because we were up six days in a row and it looked like most of that was technical in nature. So probably due for a correction. 
All right. What about the grain trade? Uh, the reports on Friday certainly were negative for the market. We went down, made a new contract low again in March corn futures. But do you think the fact that we've kind of bounced off those areas here today with corn and beans back up, are we putting the lows in? That's what I'm thinking. Um, when you whip the horse, he better run. Uh, the news Friday, of course, was quite negative especially corn record yield huh i mean i got an yeah. awful lot of people that are going like no kidding okay sure whatever um uh, notice though that you and i've talked about this you know cure for low prices is low prices right you know the the function of the market go to a price low enough where you in, increase or improve demand and maybe maybe produce a little less of it um but the improvement in demand uh, you know they did raise uh, uh their the usda raised their expectations for usage for both feed and for ethanol which i think mm -hmm. both make sense um and, and and maybe we'll see that building more into the market here i, I guess i look at it and i go like well what is left for bad news um uh, you know, it rained once in south america so they magically got a crop uh you know the, the corn number I guess that would be the biggest production number I think we'll hear now for a long time. Um, so my sense would be that the market feels to me like it's getting tired of going down anyway. You're running out of sellers down here. So we'll see. Spreads are a little bit better in the corn also makes me a little bit encouraged. Um, but don't look for anything big. Obviously, we've got enough supply. It's going to hold us back. Yeah. And maybe the low end in beans too or not? I'm of that camp, yeah. Uh, especially now that you got a whole bunch of other people that think that there's another leg down. I, I'd like to think that there's still time to put that South American crop at risk once more yet with some, you know, maybe a little bit of adverse weather, and then maybe we'll come out of here. And, and you know, the usage part of the bio, there's some stuff demand-wise long-term that's a little bit supportive, without a doubt. Yeah, and we did hold $12 support, uh, so let's hope that continues to hold. All right, thanks for joining us. Brad Coima with Coima Coima Bar, like that is Markets Now.